0: Morning, Mikael. Morning. Um, You're back after a two week break. How much has that time off re energized you
1: and your players and your staff? And how much was that time off needed? We have tried to maximize the time uh, the best possible way. We had some clear objectives for what we wanted to achieve from that period. And um, I think those have been achieved. And um, we are ready to go and, and willing to play the first game after two weeks. You're right in the hunt for a, a top four place. You've got 17 games remaining, all in the Premier League. How much will that clarity of purpose really benefit benefit you in the running? With some of the things that we have discussed, obviously, how we're going to approach um, the last 17 games, what we need to do to accomplish our objectives. And the most important thing is that we all, on the same page, focus and determined with the right belief and going game by game and not getting lost in too many Things that they are too far. What we have to do daily, and the habits that we need to install um, to get the level of performance that we need to to win as maximum match as, as possible. Thanks, Mikel. Thank you,
2: Ivan. Premier League. You on mute, Ivan?
3: There, you can hear me now. I think, uh, yeah. Mikael. Good morning. Um, Good to speak to you. So, so just touching on, on that uh, lack of games, you had great momentum in December, uh, 5-0 winners on Boxing Day, but things haven't gone so well since. I, I wonder what the mood is in the squad. Um, you talk about being refreshed and ready to go, but that momentum has clearly suffered.
1: Yeah, for different reasons. We didn't get the results. Very different, the performance that we had against City um, and the draw that we had against Burnley. And in between, we have the cup games, a lot happened there. Um, we played three games out of five with ten men. Which, if that's one of the things in the last seventeen games, if we continue to do that, our chances to to be where we are they're going to be really low. The other thing is we lost a lot of players um, because of COVID and injuries is another key factor again, which is going to be determined um, where we finish in the season. And um, and that's it. Because performance-wise, I don't think that uh, that the team dropped the level that much, but uh, here it is about results.
3: Talking of which, you've got one to get on Thursday against Wolves. You've not played them, I don't think, this season, but you now play them twice in two weeks. What sort of challenge do they pose for you? Well,
1: they've been really consistent and really efficient uh, throughout the season. That's what the league table is doing and um, is showing, sorry, and uh, the performances that uh, that they put in. So it's a really difficult opponent all the time. We're going to be playing them twice,
3: but... um, We are difficult, too. You've not signed too many players in January. Um, You're just the one. He's not arriving till the summer, I don't think. The number of players have left. Arsenal fans might wonder if the squad is a little thin now and you've got quite a lot of games to catch up and play. Um, Is that something that might work against you, the fact you've got games to play? and are, Are you happy with what happened in January?
1: We did what we believed it was the right thing to do. First of all, with the players that um, had to leave, obviously, um, the squad composition and the contract situation um, were catching up in many of those situations. We had to make decisions, um, be fair as well with players that haven't had a lot of minutes this season on them. And um, and that's what we did. And then we had a very clear plan of what we could do. and then it has to be doable. But um, Edu and his team, they've done a fantastic job and they continue to do that. But uh, but we are very clear. We only want the best people and the best player at this club. And um, when we are in a rush or different pressures and the reasons are not the right ones to get a player on board, um, we decided not
3: to do it. And just, are you happy with where you're at then with, with 17 games left? And, and what do you think you can still achieve this season? I
1: trust the players, the qualities that we have, the spirits, um, the togetherness that we have around the team and we can achieve what we want and um, we're going to need high level of performances, we're going to need our supporters on board, that's going to be so key and uh, we're going to have a real goal but again, we can only go game by game.
3: Excellent, thank you. Thank you.
4: Tim from Sky. Kelly okay just picking up on the uh, the transfer window uh, Aubameyang's exit and the lack of a direct replacement how concerned are you about that does it leave you short in that position are there enough goals in the squad
1: well always trajectory at the club and the importance of his goals is an unquestionable um But we have other players and we believe we have other qualities in different ways uh, to try to accomplish the the amount of goals that we need in the team. And uh, that's what we're going to try to do.
4: And Yang's exit, had the situation between you and him got to a point where it was just best for all parties for him to move on? Had it become an unwelcome distraction?
1: Well, you asked me the question directly to me, so I respond. Um... I'm extremely grateful for what Oba has done at the club, um, for his contributions since I've been here. Um, And the way I see myself in that relationship um, is the solution, not the problem.
4: And you mentioned earlier the clear objectives between now and the end of the season. What are those objectives? And you also touched on the red card situation. How do you solve that?
1: Well, we have to play with 11 players on that pitch. We need most of the players available and fit as much as possible. We need to maintain the togetherness. We have to keep improving our game model and we have to go game by game. And to do that, we have to be super focused and we have to perform on the day. And the rest will come because we are on the hunt and we are in the position. It's possible and we can achieve it, but only if everybody is on that mindset.
4: Can I ask you about injuries? Tommy Yasu, his fitness, will he be available?
1: Is there. Um, he had a recurring injury in the same place, so we have to be careful with him. But he's been training hard. Um, let's see if he's available or not.
2: Thanks, Mikel. All the best. Thank you. George, BBC. Thanks, Mark. Hello, Mikel. Um, when, when you convinced Aubameyang to stay and he had that great season for you with, when you won the FA Cup, are you a, li- a little bit disappointed about how, how this has all ended up?
1: Well, I think it ended up uh, in the best possible way for everybody, I think, um, when things change and the context changes. And this is part of football. What we did yesterday or a month ago is not relevant, is what we're doing today and what we are going to be able to do in the future. And uh, and you have to make the decisions. Uh, we all made the decision that the best uh, thing to do was to move on. And, um, and now he plays for Barca.
2: When did you make that decision? Was it after his latest disciplinary breach that you decided that was it? He was never going to play for you again?
1: We have had different kinds of meetings, and it's a decision that obviously we take collectively um, with the club, with the player, and his agents.
2: With regards to the transfer window, I think. You've got yourself on the cusp of top four and Arsenal fans are a little bit disappointed that they haven't seen a new striker come in. Can you just explain, I mean, is, is it a bit of a gamble you've taken?
1: Well, we have two strikers. Uh, we have Laka, we have Eddie with us and they are both more than capable of scoring goals and they have shown that over the years with us. And um, And again, when we have to replace or improve the squad... It can only be with, with a player that we are certain, first of all, is the right person and the right character to join, and then a player that with his quality can straight away, impacts the performance of the team and uh, our capacity to build up a future around him as well. So are you saying almost that
2: there wasn't the player, the right player at the right price in this window? First of all, of that I
1: trust the players that I have. This is what I want to say.
2: Okay, Thank you very much. Good luck to Ian talks more. All- Hi, Mikael, how are
5: you? Um, can I ask you bluntly, when Aubameyang joined Barcelona, he was asked why he left Arsenal and were you the problem? And he, without going into too many details, basically said yes. Were you disappointed with that comment?
1: Sorry, Ian, can you repeat the question? When, when,
5: when Aubameyang joined Barcelona, he was asked whether you were the problem for him at Arsenal and he basically said yes without going into too many details. Were you disappointed with that? Were you disappointed he didn't show a bit of class just said, I left because I left?
1: It's it's his opinion and uh, and that's his opinion. That's why he said you have to respect that.
5: Will, will you be playing almost with a false number nine as well but at some points this season? Do you
1: think now you've only got the two strikers? We can play with different kinds of nines and uh, we have the option and the variability to do it. We can play with two nines as well because we have two. Um, Let's see, depending on the game, where we are, the stage of the the game as well, we have variables. I I guess the, the last
5: two weeks has also given you a chance to hit the reset button, hasn't it? Because, you know, after a really good period, as has been documented, you know, the Premier League, you were struggling a little bit and obviously you had those cup defeats.
1: Yeah, well, we played in the last uh, five games three different competitions. The Premier League, when we played City, then we play FA Cup against Forest, and the two games against Liverpool on the tie. That were extremely complicated because of the suspension, the COVID situation, the injuries, and then the last uh, draw against Burnley that uh, we should have won the game. But um, it's what it is. That's why, again, there were many factors there that is a lesson on those games why we didn't win more football matches there and things that they are in our control hopefully in the future and we can do better
5: Can I ask you finally about player discipline Um, there may be the number of red cards that that your team has got recently could be put perhaps down to player discipline but I'm also thinking about we've seen quite high profile incidents at other clubs during this international break at Brentford and yesterday at West Ham as, as a manager you almost have your heart in your mouth when you send your players home or send them away for a week or a few days off hoping that they're going to behave hoping they're not going to bring you and the club into um, some sort of problems in in terms of national you know international headlines
1: i think when the culture is so rooted and strong i think the manager has very little to do there because everything can handle almost in the dressing room and that's the ideal scenario it takes a while um, to get that done but um, in my opinion here we are not too far of that
5: but how, how do you get over to players that they've got to behave and they've got to uphold the, the club's you know, ethos when they're away from the club?
1: Well, I think there are a few factors. First of all, how we raise them. So through our academy, the type of characters that we build, um, and that's the best way to do it in that pathway. Uh, then in recruitment, um, the type of characters, personality that you are signing and make sure that they are the right ones to fit within your culture. And then the other ones is lead by example. So when you see certain behaviors daily, they become habits, and those habits are easy to follow. And once they are integrated, um, I don't think anybody can ex- escape to that or try to do something different because um, it gets exposed.
5: Thanks, Mikhail. Thanks
1: again. Mark, PA. Um,
0: you said you saw yourself as a solution and not a problem to the issue with Bamiyang. What
1: What was the problem with him that you were trying to solve? What I'm saying is that I've been the solution, 100%. I can look in the eye of anybody.
0: So, in terms of, from your perspective, you did nothing wrong
1: in your relationship with, with Pierre? Wrong. I do a lot of things wrong, for sure. Um, but... Uh, the intention all the time is is the best, and and not for me, is for the club and for the team.
0: With the young squad that you do have, I know it's talked about quite a lot. Do you do you need a captain who sets the best example on and off the pitch? Is that we part have, of the we process? Have some
1: exceptional senior players that are really helping. The way the young players are doing so well is because they have the senior players next to them giving the example. Uh, the togetherness. The chemistry that I saw in the last two weeks, a little bit out of the competition, we haven't had time since I've been here because of COVID two years without preseason, without having time to spend together, uh, is the thing probably that I'm most proud of. And not only around the players, but the staff and um, the real chemistry that is there. That's something that is going to stay here.
0: Will that be your captain for the rest of the season? Lacazette is the captain at the moment, yes. Um, Sir Alex Ferguson always installed an ethos at Manchester United that no one was was bigger than the club, given what's happened with Aubameyang and previously with the likes of Mesut Ozil. Are, are you sending that same message?
1: I don't send. I think, and, and it's not me here, guys. It's the club. We are. And we make the decisions to defend the club, to try to improve the club as much as possible, to respect the tradition and the values of this club. And... Uh, and obviously you talk much more about the difficult decisions than the, the positive ones. But they are far more positive decisions than difficult ones. But those ones at the end, I think they will become very, very positive as well. But today probably is difficult to see. Would you have would you
0: have let Flo Balogun go out alone
1: if you'd known about me and would be leaving? Well. Again, and, and with flow especially and the amount of minutes that he played here and the level that he shows when he only can play with Anet 20 it was not fair. And if we want to develop that player to maximise his potential, which is huge, uh, we have to try to expose the player as quick as possible to the level that uh, that he needs to be exposed. And uh, I was really confident that, um, that for him it was the right option. He was convinced. So when that happens, we have to let the player go and evolve. I just finally... Pierre
0: wasn't the only player that left, obviously, during, during the January window. There were other players that made their departures. Do you think the club are now in a position where they won't have to pay players to leave or, or
1: agree terminations anymore and, and that, that, that period the club is now in the past? Hopefully, by the turnaround of the squad, uh, when we had that many things to do, and we already seen the amount of changes and the contractual situations that are very much attached uh, to those players are really difficult to handle. And if we want to think the squad to have the capacity to evolve and improve it, um, you have to make those decisions when you have the opportunity, because sometimes you want to do it and you don't have, sometimes you have, but the player doesn't want to do it. So we believe it was the right thing to do, but... uh, As always, Mark, only results will tell when you are right or wrong. That ball has to be on the net. Thanks, Pascal. Good luck tomorrow. Okay, thank you.